year is sponsored by Ephraim, Leonish was his father, Rami Cheskov, and Mosharon Akayan, and by Andrew Grill. How's your name? Grill? Grill. In honor of Ephraim Becker. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so there's a fascinating measure at the beginning of the Parsha, Parsha Pekude. So Moshe Rabbeinu gives us this list of exactly how much money came in, and then he tells you what was done with it. He gives you this. Here's an accounting. Basically, this is like your first. We have our first accounting list. You know, what was what, what came in and how it was spent. So the Medrash actually, the Medrash Tanchuma picks up in this, and the Medrash Rabbah, they both pick up in this. Why did Moshe Rabbeinu do this? It brings a pasuk in Mishlei. It says that that the Isha Munois is is it was going is going to be hopefully Yashir. It's, it's referring to Moshe Rabbeinu. He was reliable. How's reliable? Whatever was brought in, he was very careful to give a calculation. People shouldn't think that anyway he had misappropriated anything and take anything for himself. And then from there it flows into an interesting example, which um, when in the time when the Basin Mikdash was standing and people would contribute their 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 money to the Basin Mikdash, they would each person would give a half of a shekel. And they would put all of this in this large room, and as three times a year, they would take it, go in with large containers and take out money and use that to buy the, for the purpose of, of purchasing the kabbalas. So the lacha was that the kayan who would go into that room, the kayan would go to, had to go in barefoot. They weren't wearing shoes because they shouldn't. People shouldn't think they're hiding any money in the shoes. They shouldn't wear anything which has a hem because people would think they're hiding money inside the hem. They couldn't be wearing their tefillin because maybe people think that they're hiding money inside the tefillin. And that's uh, it's pretty serious over here, right? right? So the Medrash continues. You see that, that there's a responsibility for a person to make a perception, which is you, you, people should not give any room for people to misunderstand how, what you're doing. Uh, the Pusik, which they based it on, is a Pusik in Parsha's Matos that Mashabeno tells tells the two two and a half shvotim when they make the request that they're going to eventually that they're going to be fighting etc you're going to you're going to you're going to fulfill your commitment to be yisim the kiyim me so you're going to be clean so pashatayche means that you're going to fulfill your commitment and now there's no complaints against you but because I'll understand it to mean that you should be naki people should not have any way to perceive what you're doing is improper and that's the source for the concept what's known as marasayin so Moshe has interesting shuva. And Moshe grapples with, we have, a, we have a language in the more of Cheshad, and the language in the more of Maris Ayin. Maris Ayin, how it appear, appears to be something improper. And Cheshad is people are going to, going to possibly in some way consider the fact that you're doing what you're doing is wrong. There seem to be two ways of saying the same thing. So Moshe actually differentiates between the two, between Cheshad and Maris Ayin. Since Cheshad is Allah Raisa, a person cannot do things which people are going to misinterpret and misunderstand and be perceived as being something which is wrong, even though it's correct. Marasayan um, was something which Chazal came, Chazal came along and, this, and, and addressed this specific issue and said, this seems to be something which is improper and we're going to make this usher. So that's the Rabbana. The difference between the two is the Morris says once something is prohibited because of Marasayan, it's usher even when nobody can see you. Once they made, they made the action usher, it remains also whether whether people are around or not. Cheshad doesn't 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 have that limitation. So, for example, I had the situation way back when I'm talking about, I don't know how many years ago, 30 years ago. My wife was teaching a biology class, and she wanted to go purchase clams to dissect clams. So you let you let her walk into the supermarket and buy clams. Well, people think you're buying clams to eat, right? So you have a marasayan issue. So there's no chazal whichever asked purchasing non-kosher food. There is an issue of chashad. 
So if I go to a place where there's no Jews, and there's no Cheshad, it would be Mutter. But it had something, an issue of Marasai, and they asked for that specific type of action, so that would be also even if that would be also even if nobody's around. Even more language, even Bechadri Chadorim. Um, the more it gives some specific examples of Marasai, there's a famous question that the, the, the Prechodish races are we allowed to extrapolate? From the cases which the more Allah gives, we're allowed to extrapolate to other cases. So the example which, uh, which he's talking about is that there's a Gemara which talks about the issue of using dam dagim, blood from fish. Blood from fish is more to drink. So there's no way of drinking, uh, you, uh, consuming the, the blood from fish. Okay, so if you eat fish, you can. If you want to take, squeeze out a fish, put blood into a cup and drink it, you can't do. Because people don't, it looks like blood. They don't know that it's down from fish anymore. It's only mutter if you have some type of a way to make it recognizable. Some of the scales of the fish are, are floating in, in, the, in the blood, then it's mutter. Okay. So, so and the, the Ramal comes along and extrapolates from this. If I want to want to take almond milk and, and, and have my almond milk together with, my, with meat, it's only mutter if there are some almonds floating. Ammons, if you, for some people, okay, <laughs> depending what your accent is, um, if it's floating in the, in the milk. So the remark extrapolated from that case. Um, the the, the Rashba extrapolated from the case to a case of uh, of um, of milk uh, uh, of human milk that does not have a status of milk regards to Bosabacholib. So theoretically, if a person would take human, milk from a woman and want to cook, cook meat in it, it's totally, it's totally mutter. But there's a Marasayan issue. The perception is, and they extrapolate out of this case of the, the case of the blood of the fish. So they're extrapolating. Comes the Prichonis. Prichonis says you can't do that. The, the Marasayan, like Rambam is saying, was specific instance which Chazal addressed specifically, and they said the roster. And that's it. We don't have anything else which is roster. So that's a famous argument. Most most person go along. They follow the, follow the lead of the Ramah and the, and the Rashi. And they say, all right. Now, on the other hand, the the that the concept of hecker means written into the prohibition was that if it's if you find you find a way to make some type of indication that it's okay that's mutter, and the regretus and the crazy place he says that we expand that to everything. It also means that the assumption of Allah was that it gets to a point where it's no longer misperceived, mis, mis right? That it would be mutter. Um, so one of the famous questions is margarine. When margarine first came out, like people don't know about margarine, and margarine has been around since 1869. Um, I don't think you know the, the first X amount of years. People don't know non-dairy creamer, soy milk, these type of things. Originally, would have this. It got to the point where it's common. The most, most I recall, I recall um, that that the KAJ would require when they would they would serve non-dairy creamer on the tables. I went to a class uh, probably 40 years ago, which was, was under the KJ Hatcher. You had to put some type of an indicator on the table that, that, it, was not, that it was non-dairy fever. It's a flesh of a meal. It had to be, it was part of, you had to put an indicator. Nowadays, most our organizations do not require that. It's become so common that, that, would, that would, there's no need to, to indicate that. So really that would apply by like the... Imitation meats and imitation So then you apply to the imitation meats, imitation cheeses. You want you want to eat the you know this, meat, the, whatever it is. Right, all of those. The more the more common it becomes, the less you need to make some type of a hacker that is. Um, 
So, so those are some of the examples which Chazal gave. The Chazal also said it in the areas of Mominus, which becomes a fascinating question. Um, a person finds an Aveda. So certain scenarios, the law is you find an Aveda. That if, if the upkeep of the Aveda, we will, if I find an Aveda, the is that if I have to do, spend money for upkeep, I can charge the owner when I return it. I go back to the owner and say, here's your item back, but here's the cost. I found chickens, you know. I don't have to cover the cost of feeding the chickens. I have to maintain the chickens for you. So the Morris says, well, that's the, pretty soon the chickens are going to eat the value of the chicken, you know, if you keep them for too long. So the law is you're allowed to sell the chicken and keep the money. So I'm empowered, but I can't sell it to myself because we're afraid that I'm not going to give full value. I have to sell it to somebody else. Um, if a person has, was given papers and they're starting to rot, you're allowed to sell them. They shouldn't go and get a loss. Okay, so th- that's some examples. Um, one of the questions with, with the concept of Marasayan is, I have non-Jewish money. I have a non-Jew put money by me, and he said that he asked me to lend it out. I'm, I'm not allowed to lend it out in ribbons to, to a Jew because people don't know that it's coming from the non-Jew. They think it's my money. Right? Even though I'm just asking as his agent, there has to be, there has to be some way, you have a Marasayan issue, if it's not done in a way which is obvious and clear that, that I'm, I'm lending the non-Jews money, you have a problem with Marasayan. Problem Marasayan. Um, that le- leads us into a, a, a interesting thought process of the level of, you know, it's not just the Isser type of concepts, but the Mishmar issues. That you, you shouldn't be perceived that you're cheating somebody, etc. When we deal with in general with Mishmar, that, that moves us into an interesting question of of the level of responsibility of care we have to have to be perceived that we're not mis- we're not. Uh, uh, Cheating somebody, etc. So th- th- there's a concept called Ganevis Das. Now, Ganevis Das deserves its own, deserves its own shear. Uh, it's what it's, you know, but it, 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 it has tremendous amount of areas where it applies. Um, I, I'm, I'm selling off an item because I have extra, I have extra of them. And so I, I can tell, I can say it's a clearance sale. I'm selling it for this kind of, it's a clearance sale. But the, the problem is that the item is not moving. You know, it's not a clear. It's not. I'm giving you a discounted sale for this Gavaldi item. It's not moving, so it's a clearance sale. I can't call it a different sale according to some boys. I have to be very careful how I present it. It has to be presented in a way which is totally correct and obvious. Um, Ramosha has a famous question that they asked Ramosha about going to a non non kosher restaurant. Um, to go into a non kosher restaurant, do you have a Marasayan issue? So there's different ways of presenting the question. Um, is a question you want to sit down, just sit there. You want to sit there and drink something and maybe eat something which is halakhically acceptable. You want to bring in your own food. You want to go in and use the bathroom. What was, what was, the, what was the scenario when you talk about the question? Um, and you actually get different answers. Different places will give you different answers. What Ramosha meant to the chuba. Did Ramosha refer? Ramosha says it's a problem. Mershon says in the case of Tsar, it's going to be Mutter. It's an Isidra Bonan. Because of case of Tsar. So, for example, in Tsar, a person is famished and he has no place to sit down to eat other than here, so that'd be Mutter. Um, he needs to use the bathroom. You know, there's no other place to use the bathroom but here. If you're traveling, the only place where there's a bathroom available is here. That would be a valid, that'd be a valid need. Um, did he mean to ask or going in there in Denzel to use the bathroom? So, uh, one of the famous, the interesting questions they have in Mershon that. Um, there's a machlokes you learn your day. There's a machlokes between the the, the the marshal and the taz, the Ramah, about putting kosher food on non-kosher plates at the inns that they would stay in these non, the non-Jewish inns along the way where people were traveling. And the question was, could you put something which is a davar or something which is sharp on the plates or not? So, 
what are you doing? What are you doing eating in a non-kosher inn? Right? Nobody seems to bother by that question. So apparently, you're allowed to go to the non-kosher inn, the non-Jewish inn, and eat there. The only question was, can you put it on the tray for plates? Right? Um, so the answer to that is not really that's not really correct. Uh, is because in those days, the inn wasn't just for eating. People, it was a place of lodging. It's the same thing as going to you going into a hotel. You go into the hotel, which for the purpose of, of, of sleeping there, and your goal is to the same time to uh, you know, and they happen to there's a restaurant there. So meanwhile, you have your own food. You want to sit down and eat something. That was the scenario which he was talking about. So it was common people, but you have a restaurant which is only only its only function is just to be a restaurant. So that's some suggest from Moshe Heldes is probably going in general. Uh, um, a lot of people seem to say that, that that's not Rosh just meant that he was, his issue was going there to eat. Um, so example of that, which you, you know, which means if you go in to have a business meeting and you want to sit down there and have a business meeting, to have, I, you know, is, is that what to, to have them order you a, a kosher meal and join them? That would be much more problematic. Much better that you shouldn't be eating with them. Uh, you just you take a drink, something which is clearly right. Um, I remember what, what, what my 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 Kleeman gave this, you know, discussed this issue to a group of businessmen, and they, you know, they said, you know. You know, we're li- if we're doing business in New York, we'll take them to the kosher restaurants. We're doing business in Omaha, Nebraska. It's very hard to take them to the kosher restaurant. You know, and all business is done over food. So you get, you, you, ha- you know, it, but the argument then being that being said, that means that it was common enough that people would go when they wouldn't necessarily always eat. You might just take a drink. The more common it comes that you wouldn't necessarily be eating. It's not a mar sign to go in. Um, and that seems to be that would that be a good argument to going in there, but to, to sitting down and actually eating there. You know, that's not common that they're, they're pulling out a non-kosher uh, uh, wrapped, wrapped dinner for you from the from the from the from the, from the, the back. That would, be, that would be much more questionable to sit down bringing your own. In most places don't let you bring your own food in, but they would order something beforehand. Probably that would still be a problem. Um, the person's traveling, you stop at a rest stop, and there's this whole this 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 eater. There's a, this eating area where everybody sits down and buys their meals at the various restaurants. You want to sit down, and eat, you want to sit down and eat your sandwiches over there. That would be better. That's not uncommon for people to bring their own sandwiches and sit down over there. It's not like something. It's not a limited type of place like a restaurant. You can't bring an outside food type of a thing. So that probably would be better. Um, Question over here. Yeah. How does how does this differ from say uh, some sort of non-Jewish event that you might be invited to, where there's a dinner, but they order you a kosher meal? So like say you have a friend's wedding or something like that, and you go to the wedding and they get you a kosher. So meal. it might be a little bit better. It's than not a restaurant, so it's not like a thing specifically for so for so. Food. The caterers, it's not in a situation where it's a catered meal in a hall, they're bringing different types of food and they make they make special meals for the vegetarians and special meals for the, you know, they accommodate a lot of people. It's, it doesn't have the same level of, of problem as the restaurant, which, you know, you're not walking in. So there's something important about it being an institution that's for the sake of serving food. Right, which is, a, that seems to be the more of a problem. Was there any issue with eating airplane food that's kosher? You know, no, because again, like, you know, they have their halal food and they have mm-hmm. their vegetarian food and they have their kosher food and, they, you know, each person's doing their own thing. So that, that's not, you know, we wouldn't have the same type of a problem. Okay, um, just, you know, just taking this thought on, on the Parsha um, uh, that Benu gives this, gives this, is a fascinating issue, you know, this whole concept of of Marasai and Cheshad, uh, I mean, there's a bit of down the Chavzus. So, you know, we're all worried about this because people are going to 
not Tommy the Chabzchus. So Moshe Rabbeinu was worried about, you know, he says, I need to give this, I need to give the, the Jews an accounting of everything, where, how much money came in, how it was spent, the people were able to see clearly that I didn't take any money. Uh, I, I mean, was Moshe Rabbeinu really worried about the fact that people are going to think that Moshe Rabbeinu stole money? I mean, you know, and if they did, like, you know, it, it's, it's, you know, there's something missing over here. Now, there is a, a Rashi earlier, there's a Chazal which brings in Parshat Kisisa, that there was two opinions that when Moshe Rabbeinu would go out to the El Moyed and watch at and look at him, the more says some there's the Mechlekes and the Medrash means they were saying good things about him or saying bad things about him. Uh, so apparently, Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't above people, you know, making comments about him. So that's a good that's a good lesson for people who are leaders. You have to live with that; it's part of life. Um, but the idea that Moshe Rabbeinu felt a responsibility, and I I can't shift my my I, excuse what I'm doing. And saying, listen, I don't have a responsibility to do the right, you know, quote unquote, above and beyond, because you have a responsibility to to take care of X over here being down the chavzus. I can't shift responsibility. So I, my end, I said, listen, I have to do something which, even though it's correctly 100% pure, I have to do it above and beyond to make sure that you know that it's pure. I, you have a responsibility to down the chavzus. I can't shift responsibility to you. I need to worry about my end. And I'll have a conversation with somebody and say, you know, yeah, but people should. You know, that phrase, people should, is, is a trade for phrase. People, you're right, people should do a lot of things, but that, that, that doesn't exonerate you in any way, shape, or form for doing what you have to do to facilitate people doing that. Or you know, recognize the fact that people are not always going to do that, and you have to make sure that you're doing your end, and you can't shift the responsibility. Uh, like the, you know, people, people should take care of this in the shul. You know, people should take care of this in the shul. Who's they? You know, that's always the problem. Is the, is who's the they? So, Mashurbeno goes to this extent of creating the key. So, the whole concept of the Marathon is created on that we have responsibility to make sure people shouldn't judge negatively. I have responsibility. You shouldn't judge negatively. So, I, I'll, I'll do it by giving you a Mosheshmos. No, that's not the, that's not how I do it. I do it by, by making sure that I do the right, the, the, the above and beyond in such a way that there's no way to, to misinterpret it. Okay.